0: Moderately funny. Moderately funny. Wow, I cannot read. (laughs) Girl, I said mordantly. Girl, read, read the words that's there. Moderately funny. And no, I. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to Curious Pod. I am your host, Tajay. And let's get curious. my gosh. Hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to Curious Pod episode 30. Oh my gosh, you guys, we made it to episode 30. I know I am like four, five, six weeks behind. And actually, interesting story real quick. I had just recorded and was ha- I think I was like way more than halfway through this episode and my computer died and I lost all my footage. But you know what? We ain't going to let that kill the vibe at all. We're just going to re-record it, friends. So welcome back. To episode 30 of Curious Pod, you guys. It has been a crazy summer. I've been super busy and just doing so much. And I'm just so happy to be back and so thankful to be back. But you know, we ain't gonna just jump back into this. Like I've just been here consistently for like the last like six weeks or however long it's been. This is gonna be a two-parter, so. I have a fun conspiracy theory moment that we're going to dive into real quick, and then also we're going to do a quote of the pod, and then in episode 31, I'm going to dive into basically my summer, break it down, how it went the struggles, all that stuff, and I'm really excited, and I'm just so excited to put out fresh new content and just dive into today's topics and stuff like that. So without further ado, you guys, let's go ahead and jump into this awareness check. Like I always say, if you're doing something, go ahead and take a break, friend. Just take a little break, and we are going to do this awareness check. So stop what you're doing and take three deep breaths. Ready? One, two, and three. All right. Like I always say, you guys, if you want to, you know, take a few extra breaths, go ahead and do your frit. Wow, I cannot talk today If you want to take a few extra breaths, go ahead and do your thing, friend But if not, welcome back from that beautiful awareness check Oh my gosh, you guys, not going to lie I did take like two extra breaths because I'm going to be going and repeating everything that I just talked about Which is okay, because you know what, it's happened for a reason And now I kind of know the outline and the set of this episode Even though I do take notes, it's just nice to like basically go over everything And we go over everything and it'll be like almost like I know what I'm talking about now instead of just like having to think of things and talk on the spot. So thank you guys for tuning in this episode. Oh my gosh, you guys. Like I said, it's been a crazy six weeks of summer that I have not been able to talk to you guys and update you guys, keep you guys updated on my life and stuff like that. But we're going to go ahead and jump into the quote of the pod. Uh, The quote of the pod today is in every moment for every reason so once again it is in every moment for every reason and the reason why i picked this quote which i talked to my friend g about it a little bit i kind of dove into and then at first when i first read the quote and i'm like in every moment for every reason like what does that mean like i cannot Like, figure out what that meant at all. Like, I was really stuck, like, in every moment for every reason. But then I stepped back and thought about being aware and, you know, how we do the awareness checks and stuff like that. And every moment for every reason means just, you know, whatever moment or any situation, it could be the worst situation in the freaking world, you know, and in that moment, you're in that moment for a reason, not only. To help you learn, but to help you grow as a person. And I think that personal growth is very important when it comes to anything, especially. If it's negative or anything like that like, It just helps us grow and become better people And also too, you know, in every moment for every reason it can also mean being aware as to why you're in that specific moment Or why you're in that situation And something that I have been struggling with the last six weeks is burnout, you know And I was just actually, this is a recommendation from Tajay I was watching Pretty Basic uh, about like, I think it was like weeks ago I think it was like after I posted that one episode episode um, before I went to Camp Del Oro. And they had just talked about um, Alicia Marie. She was talking about her burnout. And if you don't know who Ar- Alicia Marie is, she is um, one of actually my favorite people right now. I love her content. She's so quirky. She's so fun. She's so just cute. I love her vibe. I love everything about her. And she just broke down basically and talks about her burnout and basically how she's been doing YouTube for a long time and she doesn't really know like where she is at the moment in life with YouTube. And she's been doing the back to school shopping spree video. She's been doing, you know, back in the day where like YouTubers are like the high school trips and tips and stuff like that and like what to bring to school and like you know your high school lookbooks and like just like what to wear and all that stuff and she was basically very involved in that and she did like a clothing haul and all that stuff like every year she would do you know back to school related stuff you know and you know, it's really cool, especially because you're able to like you know keep something up consistently every school year, and that's something that people look forward to. Like you know, people looked forward to her back to school shopping you know thing. Doing that for so many years and being on YouTube for that long, her and then also her co-host on the show, um, pretty basic, Remy Cruz. They've been doing YouTube for so long, and so she dives into her burnout and stuff like that, and. Remy Cruz she said you know I definitely understand And feel you and get what you're going through She was like but don't beat yourself up for being burnt out, allow yourself to take a break, allow yourself to have that time to kind of heal mentally and kind of give yourself that mental break. And I think that for all of us, you know, no matter what we're doing, you know, whether it's having a YouTube channel or even working, you know, our regular nine to fives or even taking care of kids or even doing homework, going to school. A lot of my staff are in school. A lot of people I know that are in school, you know, you get burnt out. And then, you know, when you don't do the best or when you take a break, you beat yourself up. And I think that even for myself, I set the bar so freaking high for myself. Like, the bar is set, like, <laughs> all the way to space. Like, if, what's up for this planet? Pluto. Like, my bar is set to Pluto when it comes to anything, when it comes to podcasting, when it comes to work, when it comes to just any life skills any how to do anything even cooking like i just set the bar so high for myself but i had to really step back after that watching that episode it's like okay why do i do that like why do i not allow myself to have breaks and why do i why do i just beat myself up and not give myself the credit of hey you've been doing this podcast since october till the second or the third week of june cuz i was posting every other episode in june so it's like You deserve to have a break. You deserve to be burnt out. You deserve to have time to recollect yourself mentally. Also, too, you're working a full-time job, and summer is one of the busiest months, and there's just different things going on, and you have a lot of staff, and you have a lot of people. What I've learned from that podcast, and a lot of people learn a lot of stuff from it, but what I learned from that pretty basic episode is just to understand that, like, you know, whatever you're at in that moment, you're there for a reason and things happen for a reason and, you know, you're meant to be burnt out because that gives you a time to self-evaluate and think, okay, what's something that I can do to kind of further help myself from not being burnt out, whether it's incorporating more breaks whether it's going outside more, whether it's, it's spending um, that quality time with people or whether it's, you know, finding something that you're doing, that's a hobby that's on uh, the side of what you're doing, you know, and, That episode really did really inspire me a lot. You don't really understand what you're going through until you hear it from somebody else and from a different perspective of somebody else. And then you're just like, oh, like I'm feeling a very burnt out. And you know, as a creator or a podcast haver, you know, there's times where mentally you're not gonna be at your best self. But if you can't be with yourself and to yourself mentally, then how are you going to spread the love and spread the positivity that you want to spread out within yourself? your podcast. And I think not even with just the podcast, I mean, with just being a simple human in this world, you know, going to work, you know, how can you put all your love and energy and all that with work when you're not even giving love and energy to yourself? That's something that I Learned and, you know, I had to take a step back, even with work, not beating myself up so much, you know, because when I went to Del Oro was the funniest week ever, which I'll dive into in the next episode. But the week after that Friday, a kid tested positive on my bus for COVID and I was already out for a week. So then that Monday, I lost my voice. And then one of my coworkers told me that that's the start of how she got COVID. And then I was out for the week because then I tested positive that morning. It was a little crazy. It's been a little crazy summer, but I'm just thankful to be back. And I'm thankful for you guys. If you've been here since day one, if you've been here since episode five, you've been here since episode 1525. I'm just so thankful for you. And thank you for coming back and listening this episode. We are going to be Thriving, We are going to try our best to be as consistent as possible. Um, and when I say we, I mean myself, but also to, you know, anybody that's a guest on the podcast, anybody that's just, you know, involved or engaged or helping with the podcast. There's going to be times where I'm still going to feel burnt out. But what I can promise you is that I'm going to put my all into this. And I found different ways to work on my recording style, recording multiple episodes in a day, um, being as consistent as possible with recording and pre-recording more. Because I think that that really helped me in the beginning where I pre-recorded the first episodes. And then after that, I took off. And um, the reason I'm diving into this too is because I'm not just going to sit back and act like I haven't been gone for like the last like six or like eight, seven weeks. So I'm going to be real and let you guys know, hey, like, I'm here, but also to, like, you know, I am working on it and working on the consistency and working on the balance between the podcast and my life and any other things that are going on. So, like I said, I appreciate you guys all for being here and love you guys so much. And I'm excited to dive into this episode because we're going to be talking about one of my favorite topics on all of social media. And, and this is a conspiracy theory moment. Um, and we are going to dive into one of my favorite childhood shows, iCarly, love it so much, literally set the mold for a lot of different shows that I watched after iCarly, and um, we're going to dive into, actually I've been watching, before we dive into that, I've been watching the reboot on Paramount Plus, really good, I like it so much, and I love that it's so um, different, and so it's different, different, weird also, because it's like they're older now, and they're all drinking, and then even the first episode, like the guy that's plays Spencer, his butt is just out, and it's just so interesting. Now, we are going to be diving into. Jeanette McCurdy and her childhood and basically what it was like for her and honestly you guys I wrote this article even the first time recording this like it was just crazy and there's just so much going on and you know as you guys know like her the person that was a creator or if you don't know the person that was a creator of the show, show did a lot of inappropriate stuff and an inappropriate talk um, with her and had her do a lot of inappropriate things that I'm just finding out recently that we're going to be diving into a little bit it here. But once again, you guys, thank you guys for just coming back and listening. And I'm excited to have this little like, conspiracy theory moment where we can just dive into and just have an amazing time. So if you guys don't know, so Jeanette McCurdy, she was on Carly, she played the character of Sam Puckett, and it's going to talk about it a lot in this article. Um, and she wrote a memori- memoir, memoir, And in the memoir, it's it's like a memoir slash book. So basically, it's called I'm Glad My Mom Died. And I talked about this a little bit with Will Smith um, episodes ago. And I talked about how he said one of the best but hardest parts in transitioning in his life is when he lost a parent. Like that was just something that was just very hard for him. And, um, of course, it was a hard time. It was a sad time. But also, too it helped him grow as a person mentally. It helped him grow as a person within his relationships, and it's how he treated them and stuff. And I think that, of course, the title is Dark, and I'm not going to lie y'all. It is going to get a little bit dark here, so just try to keep up. But um, I think that pouring... Um, into the darkness and diving into the darkness, facing it head on and being able to be a voice and an ear for people that may be child celebrities that are going through what you're going through now. I think this is really cool that she's able to do that. So we're going to go ahead and dive into this article, you guys. So I hope you guys enjoy. When Jeanette McCurdy was 16, she was in her third year on iCarly. The hit, teen sitcom on nickelodeon millions of young viewers admired her for her comic portrayal of sam puckett and she was proud that her lucrative work was helping to support her family she was also living under the control of her mother deborah who oversaw her career determined her meals her dinners consisted of shredded pieces of low bologna and lettuce sprayed with dressing ill and administered her showers. Her mother gave her breast and vaginal exams, which she said were inspections for cancer and shaved her daughter's legs while McCurdy remained largely uneducated about her body exposure experiencing changes and that's honestly like so sad only because okay first of all the meals that they gave her was trifling they could have gave her a salad or a sandwich or just something like a little bit more protein like the fact that you and i in the part that i'm saying you about is just spraying the dressing so like what type of dressing the spray but i thought that the only dressings that you can like use or like out like the bottle that's really gross uh and also too i think it's just crazy like you know having like a momager or like a dadager and that's just you know the celebrity word for like manager but like a parent um and i think that's crazy how you know you rely on your parent for everything you know but the fact that her mom is like controlling her and like doing vaginal and breast um stuff for like cancer alleged cancer is kind of concerning a little bit just because too like you're administering your your daughter's showers like that's a little weird like you should be trying to teach your child especially because if you know Let's just say I have a child that um, ends up being on TV or something like that. Like, I'm going to let them have their privacy because a lot of their life is filmed anyway. They're going to be recorded out in public. They're going to be on TV for, you know, however long. Let's just say they're on TV as long as Jeanette McCurdy was. A lot of their privacy is already being taken. So the fact that her mom was, like, administering her showers and stuff like that is so insane and so freaking crazy. Oh my gosh, that's so sad. And I feel bad for her, you know, and I'm glad that she was able to find light in this dark situation. So we're going to go ahead and go to the next part of the article. It says she struggled with obsessive compulsive disorder, eating disorder and anxiety triggered by the constant attention she received as a celebrity. But she felt Trapped in her work. She also believed she owed her unflattering loyalty to her mother, who had recovered from breast cancer when Jeanette was very young. Only for her cancer to return in 2010, at the height of her daughter's fame. Deborah McCurdy died in 2013, and Jeanette, now 30, is still reckoning with the gravitational pull exerted by her mother, who steered her to the trade that gave her visibility and financial stability while she controlled virtually every aspect of her daughter's existence. When Jeanette McCurdy wrote her memoir, memoir when Simon and Skirster Simon and Skirscher, I don't know what that says, or whoever that name is will will publish on August nineteenth. It was clear to her that her relationship with her mother will provide a narrative force. It's the heartbeat of my life. and that is like so sad because not only. Is your mom controlling your life? But also, too, like she's going through something herself that is deadly. So that only makes it a little bit guilt trippy in a way because you want to say, well, my mom's doing stuff that she's not supposed to at the time, you know, that you feel like you're uncomfortable, but also to your mom's going through stuff where she's about to die. So you don't want to tell her to stop doing what she's doing because you feel bad that she's dying. So it's a very sticky situation. And that's why, you know, with, you know, your parents argument if your parent ever offers to take charge, like personally, like just be careful, you know, cause, and I always tell people, especially with like my podcast and stuff, like, my parents were like not on board with it. They were like, um, we're gonna either you're gonna do a podcast and you want to do this and that. Like, that's not really a real stable job with income. Like, you have to still be working, you have to still be basically doing what. Brings in income. Now that I'm doing the podcast, my mom loves it. She asks about it like here from here and there. She even says, Oh, you didn't send me this episode. How many episodes do you have? Oh, I need to send this to my friends. And she wants to send it out to her people. And it's just really crazy, you know, how as a child, you know, you feel like you have to please your parents and you feel like you have to do everything for your parents. But also too, I feel like that um, a flaw with some parents, not all, but with some parents is that you have to kind of show your child, Hey, you have to also want to do this for yourself too. Like, of course, you know, I appreciate you trying to please me and do things for me and all that stuff. But also too, like you have to find a way to enrich yourself and to fill your cup up and do what you have to do. So make sure that if you're doing acting, if you're selling things, if you own a business, if you're working somewhere, make sure you're not doing that to not only please me, but also to to please yourself and to love yourself. And I think that you know, with Jeanette's relationship with her mom and stuff. And it's crazy how the relationship on the show was just as bad um, in the episode where she had, like, her mom in the show and stuff. And then, of course, it was probably a hundred times worse because it's reality and this world is so fucked up and so sad and gets so dark and, you know, it's just crazy how she's just hitting this straight on and head on and she actually just did a podcast with somebody um that I was actually just looking at and she like dove into her life and this actually this stuff actually all just came out I think like last week or the week before uh but it's just crazy that she's doing this and she's open and she's honest about it and stuff like that so Basically, um, from what I'm gathering is her mom was alive basically throughout her whole career. So throughout the iCarly, and then throughout Salmon Cat, and then Salmon Cat was um, 2013, 14. So she, her mom passed away probably mid, yeah, like mid filming Salmon Cat or mid being in Salmon Cat. So the book is titled. That she has is titled, I'm Glad My Mom Died, and its cover bears the image of McCurdy, a narrow half-smile on her face, holding a pink funeral urn with confetti strands peeking over its rim. The p- presentation might be off-putting to some readers. The author is well aware, but she also feels it accurately encapsulates a coming-of-age story that is alternatively har- harrowing and. Mod, ma, moderately funny. Moderately funny. Wow, I cannot read. <laughs> Girl, I say mordantly. Girl, read, read the words that's there. Moderately funny. And no, I love, you know, that she's doing that because I always find that, especially me, I am a very positive and goofy person. And of course, I go through things and there's certain situations that I have went through that I've literally had to laugh through because I'm like, if I do not laugh right now, I will break down and cry and be going through it and be emotional, which is okay to cry but also too it's like you could cry but also I personally don't want to cry and sob and soak on something too long I'd rather just cry for a minute and be like okay let me start laughing and I think that that's why me and Mickey get along so well, because we be like, we laugh at everything. Like, even if we going through it, we just laugh because it's like, this world is so fucked up and so sad and gets so dark and so just frustrating. And sometimes, you know, of course you want to cry and soak and stuff, which it's definitely fine to cry and soak. And everybody has different ways of coping, but I love that she's hitting And diving into her book head on with all her trauma and everything. And she's able to laugh at it and just move on. And I'm happy that it's moderately funny to her because that is how it should be. And you shouldn't be soaking and like you shouldn't be crying. You shouldn't be going through the same thing and the same emotions for like the next for like, you know, maybe the. Maybe for like a week or so. But after that, you should be able to just sit back and laugh at it. And literally, there's so many story times that we'll definitely dive into the future that we can laugh at and just, you know, really enjoy and have just an amazing time. So a um, shout out to her for being able to handle all that trauma and stuff dead on, especially with all heart disorders and anxiety and stuff like that. So when you have grown up, as she has, feeling tenderness and anger toward a person you've seen wield immense power while fighting for her own life she said you can't believe how hard and how laughable it is at the same time that's completely my sense of humor i feel like i've done the processing and put in the work to earn a title or a thought that feels proactive she added Though McCurdy may have the resume of a seasoned Hollywood veteran, she carried herself like a wide eyed tourist on a visit to transcendental meditation class she'd taken in L.A. Okay, so you guys know I am an advocate for meditation, and I'm so glad that she dove into that because I think that, especially when you have, like, your hardest times in life, I feel like meditation literally saves everything. Like, you guys know. I do meditation every morning. I didn't do it yesterday, but I can totally tell the difference in my day when I do a guided meditation every morning. And literally it's 10 minutes. Today I did actually a 15 minute one. So I go between 10 minutes and 15 minutes and eventually I want to get to 20 minutes and eventually I want to get to 45 minutes and then an hour. And then I want to be able to do an hour of just full guided meditation with being present and being aware. Because of course, 10 minutes is not a lot, but at the end of the day, you're taking that time to like really like, you know, sit down and mentally just thank yourself for just taking the time to really process your thoughts and stuff. And, um, I feel like, you know, people want to give up on it so quick. Like, Oh, I keep thinking, I keep thinking, no, that's what you're supposed to do. Even in the meditation that I do, it says thoughts will arrive, but just, you know, let the thoughts flow. You know, meditation is not about blinking out or just not thinking. No, it, it it helps you process your process, your thoughts and it helps you process your emotions and it helps you process your how you feel. And at the end of the day, any time that you feel and that's why I dove in a little bit with the burnout, it's like even though I felt really burnt out and was beating myself up, I had to step back and be like, you know, in that moment. I deserve to be where I am right now. I have a lot going on. I have a full-time job. And same with Jeanette. She has so much trauma, so much, you know, abuse, so much... Being taken advantage of, being given alcohol, being you know shot in bikini pictures and stuff like that, which we'll dive into a little bit more, It's just so crazy. So, uh, shout out to her for doing the meditation, and like I, I really recommend it for anyone that's going through anything traumatic. You know, of course it's hard. All you're doing is just you're in your own head, but when you let those thoughts flow, it's so easy to let those thoughts just flow out throughout the day, and taking the time to just give yourself. Just time and being patient with yourself and being delicate with yourself. I think it's just very important. So she said, so far, I haven't seen any results. Um, She said with a chuckle, but we'll see. And no, meditation, you're not going to see results within two days, three days, four days. But I think that meditation definitely has helped her come out with this story. And I think that it's helped her be aware of it and be present with it and understand where she's at with it. And I think that's just very important. So shout out to her. When it comes to new endeavors, McCurdy said, I think things should feel natural. So much of my life uh, was about forcing or pushing things. So when something feels like it's working, I'll let that be. And anything else can fall by the wayside. And I agree. Just letting things align and just letting things come together and not forcing. And I think that a lot of her um, time, she was forced to do a lot of things that were just inappropriate, especially for her age. As McCurdy recounts in her memoir, she was six when she started auditioning for acting roles, having been shepherded into the work by her mother, who herself discouraged from becoming an actress by her own parents. Growing up in Southern California, McCurdy was cast in TV commercials and shows like Mad TV, Malcolm in the Middle, oh my gosh, I love Malcolm in the Middle, and didn't know she was in that, so shout out to her for that, and CSI Before Landing, iCarly, which had its debut in 2007. That's crazy, I feel so old. Yet, she never had any illusions about who was really benefiting from these accomplishments. As she writes, of the moment she learned she had booked iCarly, everything is going to be better, Mom will finally be happy and her dream will come true. And that's what I was just talking about, you know, how like you want to please your parents and do stuff for your parents. It's just crazy because it's like you should want to do all that stuff for yourself and your parents should want to support you for yourself. And I think that for her to want to do everything for her mom, even though her mom did some things that were not okay in her life, it's just it's just really sad, you know, because she never was taught to give that love and that stuff to herself. And I'm glad that she's able to open up and blossom and talk about everything. McCurdy endured various embarrassments and indigenous at Nickelodeon, where she writes of uh, being photographed in bikini at wardrobe a fitting. That's what I was talking about, y'all see being encouraged to drink alcohol by an intimidating figure. She simply calls the creator, which is insane. Like, how dare you? In situations where her mother was present, Darbo did not intervene or speak up instructing Jeanette that this was the price of showbiz success. Everyone wants to have what you have, she would tell her daughter. And how manipulative. Like, that's crazy. Like, you tell your daughter, this is what everybody wants to have, and that's the price of showbiz, but you're letting the creator of a show, an old-ass man, take pictures of your daughter in bikinis and then... Forced her to drink alcohol and not say anything and speak up like that is like horrible. Like I feel so bad for her and I'm so happy that she's able to just talk about this. When McCurdy was promised an iCarly spinoff, she assumed she'd be giving her own show only to receive a co-starring slot, Salmon Cat, which paired her with the feature pop music sensation Ariana Grande. There, she says, her superiors on these shows prevented her from pursuing career opportunities outside the show while Grande thrived in extracurricular work. As McCready writes, what finally undid me was when Ariana Grande came, was turning in with excitement because she had spent the previous evening playing charades at Tom's, at Tom Hanks' house. That was a moment that broke her. And you know, I definitely feel for her especially because at that age and at that time when she's doing Sam and Kat and her co-star is like thriving and like making music and Ariana Grande love her by the way and her first song The Way was like amazing and set her off to become amazing and I love that for her uh, but you know from Jeanette's standpoint it's like she was hoping to have her own TV show but then she's put with Ariana Grande which is not a bad thing but then to see her take off to see Ariana Grande take off on you know from being on the the sidelines and seeing her just her career just go off. It's just very sad and unfortunate. And, you know, especially at that age, you know, seeing that and then comparing yourself and you're already going through all this other trauma is just so crazy and so sad. So I definitely get where she's coming from. And of course, you know, she was younger. So, you know, envy and jealousy is kind of a thing. And that's not bad at all. I think that, you know, we all get a little bit jealous and, you know, we all see people do stuff on social media that you're like, oh, why am I not there? Why am I not doing that? Or, you know, especially when you're younger, it's a little bit harder to kind of cope with that and understand that what's meant for you is meant for you. Um As, Curdy grew older and more independent. Her relationship with her mother became further strained. The book reproduces an email in which her mother calls her a slut, a floozy, and an ugly monster. Oh, my gosh. Then concludes with a request for money for a refrigerator. When Deborah had a recurrence of cancer and died, Jeanette, then 21, was liberated. And left to navigate a complex world without her guidance, contending with destructive romantic relationships, anorexia, and alcohol abuse. That is so sad. And her mom really called her out her name. That is so, like, disrespectful and on all platforms. And not only is she calling you out on those names, but you're, like, getting the most attention that you probably received ever in your career. I, Carly's, just ended, Sam and Kat's spinning off. There's a lot of just things and emotions. And also you're growing up and this is a lot of stuff you're going through mentally. And I know like the passing of her mom was definitely devastating, but also too, like she said in the book, like she's happy. It's called I'm happy my mom died. And of course that's really dark and that's really sad, but also too, and that that's something that she needed to help herself grow and to not let inappropriate things, you know, or things that just are not okay happen. So I feel bad that she went through all that. iCarly ended its original run in 2012. Sam and Cat ran until 2013 and 14. After which, McCurdy writes, she turned down $300,000 offered by Nickelodeon if she agreed never to speak publicly on her experiences. And I'm so happy that she declined it. So she was free to reclaim her personal life and pursue other projects like the Netflix science fiction series, Between. But she found it difficult to let go of resentment from how she'd been treated when she was younger. And I mean, that's so sad because, you know, you're trying to move on and you're trying to grow and you're on Netflix and you're thriving and like I just you know talked about you can have everything in the world but if you're not happy and if you're still mentally going through stuff from the past like that's a lot and i know that was like a, a lot very hard on her and the fact that nickelodeon offered her three thousand dollars for her to not say shit it's just like dude this is her life. She's able to talk about whatever she's went through. And also, too, if you guys don't want her to say nothing bad, then y'all shouldn't have done nothing to her in the first place. Like, that's crazy. As she said in an interview, it felt like all these decisions were being made on my behalf, and I was the last one to know about them. That's really infuriating, and it led to a lot of rage. Even now, McCurdy found herself revisiting the era of her child stardom resurfaced raw feelings about a parent and an industry that had failed to protect her. She says, my childhood and adolescence were very exploited. It still gives um, her nervous system a reaction to say it there were cases where people had the best intentions and maybe didn't know what they were doing. Also cases where they did know what they were doing and, you know, and they knew exactly where they were uh, going with what they were doing. And no, that's so true. You know, like holding people accountable, like, of course, people probably thought that what they're doing was the best, but also too, like, you know what you're doing is wrong and people genuinely know what they're doing and it's so fucked up what she went through and I'm so sorry you went through that, Jeanette, and I know you probably... You know, if you do listen to this podcast, I'm not even going to say you're probably never. I'm going to say if you listen to this podcast, if you hear it, if this gets spread out to you, I love you and I loved your energy. And I'm kind of sad you weren't on the new iCarly spinoff, but I love you so much. And I'm so sorry you went through this. So it says Marcus McCurdy, the oldest of Jeanette's three brothers, said that their mother was constantly um, volatile when they were growing up. You were always walking on eggshells. Is it going to be a nice mom or a crazy mom today? He said. One day, she'd be fine. The next day, she'd be yelling at everybody. Every holiday was super dramatic. She'd lose her mind on Christmas if something wasn't perfect. Friends and colleagues from Jeanette McCurdy's time as a childhood actor said they could sense the tension in her relationship with her mother, even if they did not know... The exact details. Jeanette can be outgoing, very forward, and bright, and electronic, David Archuleta said. Oh, I love David Archuleta. I could also tell she was very guarded, very protective of her mom, and they were very close. You know, I definitely loved it so much. And I'm going to stop right there because it just dives into a little bit more of kind of what David Archuleta kind of witnessed and stuff. But no, it's it to just wrap this all up and to kind of finalize it, it's just really crazy how, you know, especially when you're trying to grow and be better, like literally the past can really come and affect you. And especially if you dwell on it a lot. And of course with her, you know, it was hard for her not to dwell on the past because she literally went through trauma. Like every, like I feel like Every day, the person that runs the show taking advantage of you, even though I had to repeat this episode and redo it again, it was very nice diving into it and really talking about her and really just... You know, flowing into this conversation, you guys. So I was supposed to record two episodes today, but since I had to pre-record this one again, um, I'm going to just record one today. So um, shout out to you guys for listening, coming through, checking it out, returning. Y'all, we're episode 30. we have a conspiracy theory moment. Thank you guys so much for all of your support and all your love. And I just appreciate you guys. And um, something to, I want you guys to think about, I guess, from this episode. Episode um, is to, you know, just be in the moment and know that every Every moment, everything that you're doing is exactly where you need to be with life right now. That's exactly how you need to just take things day by day and just need to breathe and just need to relax and also bring the bar down for yourself. If you're doing something, if you're burnt out, if you're overworking yourself, take a day to relax, take a day to breathe, take a week. Even if you need a week, take time to yourself. Even if you take a vacation and you just sit at home for a week, do that self-care, mental care, all that stuff which is so important. So, once again you guys, shout out to everybody that's been listening. We are 30 episodes in. I love you guys so much and this is Tajay signing out from Curious Pod episode 30. Woo-woo. Thank you guys for coming through. Love you guys so much and I loved this deep dive. Let me know if there's any other childhood actresses you guys want me to dive into or actors you want me to dive into because girl, I could talk about all the tea and everything. So, or girl or guy, my bad. I'm over here saying girl like all girls watching me but uh, i got to have into everything i hope you guys have a good afternoon morning evening um blue hour um sunset hour whatever time it is for you i hope you enjoy your day love you keep pushing forward and i will see you guys in episode 31 bye guys